Welcome to Teach Musically, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Today's discussion is all about professionalism and the steps you can take to present yourself and your business as professional. It is so important for us to look and act professionally because it helps to set a level of trust and respect in the services we are providing. It also sends the message to your potential students that you treat your profession seriously and they should too. Essentially, if you project a sense of professionalism, you are teaching your students and their parents to treat you with respect and as a legitimate business. Today we're going to break down four main areas of your business where you can work on your professionalism. Those are the way you present yourself in your physical appearance, the way you present your studio space, the way you structure and teach your lessons, and finally, the way you handle your administrative tasks. Whether you are just starting your studio or if you are a seasoned teacher, it never hurts to dress well. You don't need to be suited up in a tie and a suit, but you still want to avoid casual attire like shorts, crocs, sweatpants, and revealing clothing. Instead, business casual would be a nice in-between. If you are a girl, opt for a nice blouse, cardigan, pants, longer skirts, or dresses. For male teachers, a polo or button-downs, sweaters, slacks, or nice pants. We are teaching in close proximity with our students, so I'm sure this goes without saying, but do practice good hygiene. Make sure you shower, wear deodorant, and brush your teeth. Although you may want to consider keeping you and your space scent-free for people who are sensitive to odors. Let's move on to our next topic, which is how we can make our studio space look professional. Many of us do not teach in commercial spaces, but rather in our homes, so this is something we need to think a lot about. If possible, it is best to have a dedicated room or space in your home where lessons will take place. This area should be used for lessons only and be clear of any personal items such as kids' toys, laundry, or clutter. If you can, you should define the space by either closing a door or using some kind of room divider. Since many homes are more open concept, room dividers are an affordable and effective way to define your teaching space and separate it from the rest of your house. The best thing about them is that they can be easily folded and put away when your lessons are done. Now that you've defined a teaching space, think about creating an environment that is conducive to learning. You should have good lighting, a clean, tidy space that is free of clutter or distractions, and adequate space for the student and teacher to fit comfortably. If you have space in your teaching room, you can think about adding some chairs or a couch for parents to sit and observe the lessons. Another important thing to think about is your waiting area, which is likely the main entrance of your home. Make sure there is a small chair or bench for students to sit to remove their shoes. You should also have hooks or coat racks that are accessible to young children meaning that they are within reach so they can independently hang up their jackets neatly. Your washroom should be clean and well stocked with soap and all the essentials. You may also want to include a stool for young students that may not be able to reach the sink on their own. Now, we understand that if you are not living alone, you are sharing your home with family members. It is important that family members learn to respect your teaching time by remaining quiet and refraining from any noisy or smelly activities. For example, if your spouse wants to boil a dozen eggs and make egg salad, maybe they can hold off until your students have left, so not everyone has to be subjected to that odor. If you have a pet, consider keeping them out of your teaching area, as some students may be allergic to them or distracted by them. Overall, think about keeping your space neat and tidy. Before students come, always make sure to quickly tidy up the area, do a quick vacuuming, and check the washroom is well stocked. 
Exploring music can be a very personal experience, so students need to feel safe and comfortable to express their ideas, to explore, and to learn. Thus, it's always a smart idea to start and end a lesson on a good note. First, you can help make a student feel welcome by greeting the student and parent with a big smile and engage in some small talk before you start the lesson. This is a chance for you and the student to get to know each other and to warm up into the work that needs to be done in the lesson. The more you connect and build your relationship with the students and the family, the more your student and their parent will value you and your work. Students learn and perform better when they know what to expect. Your lesson should be organized and well-structured by going through topics in a similar order each week. That way students know what to expect and how to prepare for their lessons. Of course, once in a while, it can be exciting for a student to break up the routine by switching the order around or introducing something new. Lastly, make sure you are prepared to hold a lesson. That means that all supplies you need are ready and organized and that you have also prepared a lesson plan beforehand. Nothing is more unprofessional than making up a lesson as it goes and not knowing where your teaching supplies are. As music teachers, the contact we have with students and parents does not end when they leave our studio. Often, we are communicating via email, phone calls, and text messages between lessons. The way we handle these exchanges is an extension of our job, and thus, it is important to consider professionalism. In my studio, I communicate mostly by email. Let's start talking about our actual email address. If you are using the same email you made in the ninth grade that sounds something like sweet underscore princess 94 at hotmail.com, it's definitely time to upgrade to something more professional. For my studio, I have a paid business email address that is connected to my website. However, it is not totally necessary to spend money on this. You can easily create a free email account with your first name and last name or the name of your studio. Something that is simple, relevant to your teaching, and easy to remember. When you are responding to emails, or any type of communication for that matter, make sure you are taking time to write professionally. That means you should use complete sentences, use a proper introduction and signature, and be sure to proofread for any spelling or grammar errors the best that you can. Always be sure to communicate in a way that is clear and respectful to your clients. Another way we often communicate with parents outside of lessons is when we're discussing payment. If you are a teacher that wants to be paid by a certain deadline, a good way to enforce this is to use invoices. There are many online invoicing systems such as QuickBooks, Music Teacher Helper, or My Music Staff that can create invoices for you and send them to your clients. If you do not want to pay for these services, it is easy to find free templates of invoices online that you can easily customize for your studio. If a parent receives an official looking invoice with a clear amount owed and a due date, they will hopefully be more inclined to pay on time as opposed to if you texted them the amount owing. Any professional business that you deal with will always give you an official invoice, and as professionals ourselves, we should do the same. The final way in which you may be communicating with parents outside of lessons is on their child's progress. This doesn't have to take a lot of extra time, but a quick email, text message, or conversation after a lesson with updates on their child's progress can really help you stay in touch with parents and keep the momentum of learning going in your studio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We know that this isn't an exhaustive list, so do let us know in the comments below something that you do to make your studio feel professional. If you found these tips helpful, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!